a lonely house. I tried. I really did. Over the next few weeks, I tried to set aside my shyness and the fact that I didn't really like crowds. I went to the village more. I helped with church sales. I even sold some of the shampoos and face washes I liked to make for my herbs to raise funds for the church. But try as I might, I couldn't imitate the brisk, cheery friendliness of the other women. And my natural taciturnity, the black hair, the cat, and even the herbs, meant it wasn't long before the rumours started. Not meant seriously amongst the adults, just a bit of a joke, but it wasn't long before the children came calling. The first stone smashed through the kitchen window as I was washing up breakfast one Saturday morning. I could hear giggles and ran to the door just as a shower of pebbles pelted against the house. One of them caught me just above the left eye, not enough to do any real damage, but enough to bring tears and a trickle of blood down my cheek. A boy of ten, his arm raised, was looking aghast at the blood on my face. Another yelled, Look out, the witch is going to get you! A group of around seven children turned and ran screaming with a mix of excitement and fear down the stone steps to the road. The boy that had thrown the stone hesitated a moment and then turned to follow them. But as he reached the top of the step, the gate that had lured me in all those months ago fell in his way. He tumbled. His head crushed against the edge of a step and he lay motionless as blood pooled around him. I ran towards the fallen boy, and to do them justice, the other children didn't leave him. He's not dead, just concussed, I told them quickly, after feeling for a pulse. Fetch the doctor and you too, I pointed to some girls. Stay with me, I daren't move him, but we've got to keep him warm. I told them where to find blankets, and they ran to the house, their worry for the boy, outstripping any fear they might have had of me and my home but the front door wouldn't open. And as I watched them pulling desperately at it, I saw to my horror that two tiles were slipping fast down the pitch of the roof. I tore up the path yelling, scooped them in my arms and hauled them under the porch as the tiles crashed. Open that door or I am leaving, I yelled at the house, not caring what anyone thought. And the door swung open. The doctor was cool and efficient, organising the ambulance and reassuring the injured boy as he started to come round. He gave a quick glance to the wound on my forehead and asked me curtly if I needed treatment. I shook my head and he followed the boy in the ambulance. I wouldn't have guessed, if the other children hadn't told me after he'd gone, that the injured boy was his son. The children started to drift away, but I said we'd all had a shock and what we needed was a warm drink. An hour earlier, they wouldn't have dreamt of coming in. But now, one by one, they walked through the door while I kept a wary eye on the roof tiles. I introduced Max and he happily rolled over to have his tummy tickled while I heated hot chocolate and passed round gingerbread. Not even the cat jumping on my shoulder as I stirred provoked more than an exchange of glances between the children. 
Don't ever try that again, I said to the house later when they had left. There is absolutely no point in losing your temper. <laughs>